Well, it is so good to see each of you. I hope you've had a great week, and we are delighted that you are here today. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. I'd like to read verses 1 and 2, and then verses 18 through 32. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 1 and 2, and then verses 18 through 32. Imitate me, as I also imitate Christ. Now, I praise you, because you always remember and keep, me, keep the traditions just as I delivered them to you. And then switch over to verse 18, chapter 11. It says, for to begin with, I heard that when you come together as a church, there are divisions among you. And in part, I believe it. There must indeed be factions among you, so that those who are proved may be recognized among you. Therefore, when you come together, it is not really to eat the Lord's Supper, but at the meal, each one eats his own supper ahead of the others, so one person is hungry while another gets drunk. Don't you have houses to eat and to drink in? Or do you look down on the church of God and embarrass those who have nothing? What should I say to you? Should I praise you? I do not praise you for this. For I receive from the Lord what I also pass on to you. On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup and said, This cup is the new covenant established in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Therefore, whoever eats the bread or drinks of the cup in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sin against body and blood of the Lord. So a man should examine himself. In this way, he should eat and drink from the cup. For whoever eats and drinks without recognizing the body eats and drinks judgment on himself. This is why many are sick and ill among you, and many have fallen asleep. If we were properly evaluating ourselves, we would not be judged. But when we are judged, we are disciplined by the Lord so that we may not be condemned with the world. In the passage of Scripture that we have before us this morning, we find where the Apostle Paul comes before this church and this body of believers, and he said it's important that we be imitators of Christ. What Paul was saying, you can imitate me, but you're not really truly imitating me. I want you to imitate Jesus Christ. Because you see, that's what Paul was doing. He was striving to imitate, to do the things of Christ so that this church might learn how to do things and to do them the way Christ would want for them to be done. It's important for us to understand the ways of our Lord and Savior. It is important for us to understand, just like in society sometimes, there are certain ways things should be done. 
And Christ was trying to show them and show us the importance of the Lord's Supper. The Lord's Supper was not a meal where you would come and everybody would fight for food and the weakest would lose out. It wasn't a place to get drunk. He was trying to show them the importance of the Lord's Supper for them to remember what the Lord has done. Many times we look at things and maybe we become selfish or pride enters our thought and we only think of ourselves and, and if we're not careful and if we do not check it or if the Lord doesn't remind us, we forget others. It is so important to remember others, isn't it? In our world today, where would we be if someone didn't think of us and think of the importance of thinking of others over even ourselves? This morning, as a church, we are going to partake of the Lord's Supper this morning. But there are some things I want us to remember about the Lord's Supper one of the things I want us to remember about the Lord's Supper is that it reminds us of the presence of the Lord. You know, when we come to worship, I hope that our worship is a time where it reminds you about the presence of the Lord, where we seek God's presence. You know, a lot of times maybe we go through the motions, but it is so important for us to strive to be in the presence of the Lord. Just like Jesus was present with his disciples on that time in the upper room, he wants to be present with us today. In the world that we live in today, Jesus is needed. Amen? His presence is needed. His presence is needed in my life and in your life. The presence of the Lord is needed. That should be something we desire, something that we look to. Something that we want in our lives of having his presence. We also need to remember the provision of the Lord. God provides. Amen? I think everybody in this room and sometime in their life could remember or know that God provides. Right now we are seeking God to be with Cody McCullers. But I firmly believe that God provides. We need to, and it doesn't mean that at the same time that we believe that God will do something, that we should just sit back. It means as a church family, I believe that we should be on our knees praying every day for this little fellow while he's in the hospital. Praying for his mom, praying for his dad. Pray. That's our part. And God provides. There's other things how God provides. He's provided for you sometimes in a very unique way, in a way that maybe even is hard to put into words, but God provided for you. You know, God wants to provide for each of us today. He wants to provide for us in a way that, 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 that no one else could do. God's grace. You know, sometimes I know it probably happens to Tara, and I know it probably happens to some of you. You ever get a song on your mind, and it just stays there? And especially for me, sometimes it's a hymn, and, and that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing, a hymn. Well, my, this week, mine has been grace, grace, grace greater than our sins, you know, God's grace, you know, and it's just been going over and over, which is a good, good thing. Where would we be without God's grace? You just think about that. 
Where would you be without God's grace? That's why I mean God provides, amen? And he provides through his grace. And, and to, to realize that he has paid a debt that no one else could pay. And that's the debt of all man's sin. And he did it. He provided. No one got left out. All included. He provided. That's why I think we should be reminded of God's grace and, and how he is there for me. But not only to remember the provision of the Lord, but also to remember the passion of the Lord. <coughs> you know, Jesus instructed his disciples on that night to eat. And there they were having this meal, their last meal. And even in this meal, God was providing. You say, well, it wasn't a lot of substance. Well, maybe not in food, but it was a lot of substance in that meal. Because Jesus was providing what? Jesus was sharing the love, the passion he had for these men. You see, he, he wanted their ministry to continue. He knew that many of them would have heartache in their ministry, but his passion for them grew. And he he gave them the bread, and he gave them the cup. It was to share his passion with them of the people that are lost. Jesus knew that his earthly ministry in a physical sense was coming to an end, but that the disciples would be going out with, hopefully, the passion that they found from Jesus Christ to continue that ministry. And so we need to remember the passion. But we also need to be remindful and to remember the purpose of the Lord. You know, Jesus says, this is my body. He gave himself. The purpose of the Lord was to give himself not only to the, the believers and to the people of that day, but even in years to come. We find that Jesus many times was talking about the church and the importance of the church. And, and the church hadn't been, hadn't been formed yet, but it was coming and Jesus was trying to show them the purpose of that. He had a passion. He provided for them. You see, for each of us, what is, we need to remember the purpose of the Lord. That was to take care of, of his disciples, but also to get them to have the dream and the vision to reach others and to tell others about Jesus Christ. We need to be reminded today as we come and we worship the Lord that we need to be, to remember, to be reminded of the purpose of our Lord Jesus Christ. A few months back, one of our ladies in the church said, Brother Frank, have we had the Lord's Supper lately? And I said, no, we hadn't. And she said, well, I'm looking forward to it when we have it again. And I said, well, I'll let you know. And uh, this morning she wasn't here, and I knew why, because of some, some, a situation. But she says, for me, I long for the Lord's Supper. It's not just, a, you know, one of those routines. She says it's a, it's a time of worship. It's a time of obedience. It's a time to remember. It's a time to reflect. She said, to me, it's part of the church, and I want to be part of that.
I don't know about you. But as we think in 1 Corinthians eleven twenty eight, when it says, But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. When we partake of the Lord's Supper, it shouldn't be something we just do. Well, that's just what you do as a Christian. It should be done in the sense of our lives committed to Him. And we eat it in a worthy manner. But we're also thinking of Jesus and thinking of others and what we can do to help them. This morning, as we partake of the Lord's Supper, I want you to be reminded of, of what the Lord has done for us. Think where you and I would be if we didn't have His presence, we didn't have His provision, we didn't have His passion, and there was no purpose. You see, we would be nowhere. Jesus was hoping that this supper would continue on the disciples. And I hope that when we stop and to think of the presence of the Lord and the provision and the passion of the Lord, that it would make us stop and think, why are we doing these things? Not for me, not for you. We're doing them for Jesus. We're doing them for Him. And so this morning as we reflect on these thoughts... I hope and pray that we would see the covenant that Jesus has made with us and that we would continue it faithfully. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, I pray, Lord, that we would allow your presence to flow among us. Lord, that we would allow your presence to meet us where we are and, Lord, that we would recognize your presence and seek that. And Lord, may we also see how faithful you have been, how you have, Lord, provided for us, and, the, and, the, and, and Lord, how you have been there. Lord, we are grateful. So Lord, today, as we take the Lord's Supper, may we remember of all that you have done in your Son's name. Amen.